You're entering the MSP Zone, a podcast for the managed services community, covering news, analysis, and interviews from around the globe. Elevate your MSP game by staying in the MSP Zone. And now, your host, Charles Weaver. One of the perks of uh, being part of the MSP Alliance is getting to talk to so many MSPs. And that's actually what our job is, is to talk to MSPs from around the world and get their perspective on what is happening in the market. And this year has been a pretty you know, unusual year. And so we've been talking to a lot of MSPs and getting their uh, opinions and their uh, their advice and their, their input on how the market has been uh, treating them, how their customers have been faring, and and those types of uh, kind of pulse pulse of the MSP market, if you will. And today we're uh, uh, privileged to have another MSP executive joining the program and and sharing um, uh, with us uh, their opinion on the market, what 2020 has been like, what their customers have been doing, and what the future is going to hold, uh, in their opinion. Um, so, uh, Chris McHale from SPK and Associates. Uh, Chris, welcome to the MSP Zone. Thank you. Thanks so much, Charles. It's nice to be here. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I know, um, well, I know what you guys do, but for those of you out there in the audience listening who are not familiar with SPK and Associates, Chris, why don't you give us a quick overview of, of what your firm does? Sure. Um, thanks. So we've been in business for about a little over 20 years, uh, so we're not new to the game, um, but we have a very specialized niche in the MSP world. Um, we provide IT services specifically to engineering groups, uh, the engineers and groups that develop products for a company. So our, our domain knowledge or our, our technical knowledge is really related to all the applications engineers use, whether it's mechanical, EE, software, uh, their systems and networking that they need, um, processes that they engage in to develop, to develop, design, test, and release their products to market. So that's what we're all about, and we really just focus in that area. I mean, re- really, that, that was one of the things that, that struck me about your firm is that there's, there's not a lot of, of MSPs <laughs> out there with that, that vertical market uh, expertise. How... The burning question is, how have your customers been doing in this pandemic? Um, I have some suspicions, but I'd like to hear from you. Yeah. So we um, we actually view our engineering focus or our product development focus as kind of a horizontal uh, expertise. And then we do have some very specific vertical niches. And the reason I'm bringing that up to answer your question is because the one of our main ones is medical device. And so our customers in the medical device uh, sector or vertical have done okay, you know, through through this. They have definitely retrenched. They've definitely become quite conservative in their spending. I would say any products that weren't urgent got put on hold, which I think everyone experienced that. Um, but by and large, um, these companies are at the forefront and helping with uh, the COVID response, even if they're more device-oriented rather than drug-oriented. And so they have, uh, a lot of them have pivoted and started to develop, for example, um, emergency hospital beds, if you will, you know, in response to the pandemic, things like that. So we, because we really are, uh, most of our clients uh, do, do uh, are on contract with us as a managed service, we've been just digging in with them 
and helping them uh, get R&D going, pivoting, changing, and so on. So I think they've been doing all right. They've had their struggles like everyone else, but they're doing fine. The, the thing that really changed for, for them and for us too is that the engineers uh, typically have been in a building. They're, they have been a little bit traditional in that way. Uh, some of them have occasionally worked from home, but they really rely on being in the same place for collaboration, design, innovation, and all of that. So they all went home, uh, just like everybody else. That's been the biggest challenge to try to really change their tools, kind of orchestrate them better so that it supports this completely distributed engineering workforce. And, and that's been, uh, we've been working hard at that and it's been challenging that we've, we've had some pretty good, uh, uh, good results too. Yeah, that's, fa that's yeah. fascinating. So, so you, even though you're in a vertical market, you have diversification amongst that vertical clientele just based on their, their end users, if, if that sounds, if that's accurate. Uh, yeah, somewhat. They're, they're, um, the medical device, uh, because, because we work so closely with engineers, we really are working with them to support their clients. Just what you said is true. We're very focused on our clients' clients, our clients' customers, not so much just our clients, uh, our manufacturing clients. So uh, there's been a fair amount of pivoting for them. And since medical device is a relatively steady sector, and especially right now is very needed, it's, it's been okay. It, it has traditionally been, I mean, it happened in 2000, early 2000, it happened in 2009, um, and it seems to be happening again. And that is the, you know, not that we would wish, uh, you know, bad economic times on anyone, but when, when the economy does um, s suffer, uh, you know, wherever it is globally, managed service providers tend to do fairly well. Is that, are, are you seeing a similar a reliance or an increased reliance on the part of your customers to say, all right, internal IT may be, um, you know, constrained because of the pandemic. Let's rely more on, on SPK to, to offload that. Is that a true statement or has that not happened? Yeah, I think, I think that has happened. We, we have before the pandemic, we have typically been in a, what I think you guys, somebody in your group or your, association coined the phrase, you know, co-managed IT. We've always done that. We've, because we are servicing just the engineering group, we always collaborate with internal IT. So um, there's been overall the sense of more reliance on us for the engineering items or the engineering resources and needs. But what's happened with the pandemic is that because I think in this particular situation, because there's been this push to remote um, remote, remote employees, whether it's in engineering or elsewhere, technology has become even more critical and more important in order to keep everybody working properly and in a collaborative way. And so we've ended up getting relied on quite heavily to make sure that those engineers who are at home have what they need, technology is working, changing what needs to be changed, et cetera. So there's been more emphasis and more pressure on us for that. Indeed, at the very beginning of the pandemic, I think like all of your other MSP members, uh, it was horrendously hectic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was just all, and part of that was a mental environment was so stressed, but really we were just, you know, completely all flat out for probably two months. 
trying to get everything working properly. Yeah, that that definitely seems to be the consensus. Um, mm-hmm. In your particular field, I'm, I'm curious, you know, things I'm assuming things like, you know, AutoCAD, you know, c- computer-aided mm-hmm. design programs that and others mm-hmm. that engineers would, would likely use. Shifting from a centralized office environment to a remote environment, not just the security privacy um, element, but also just um, bandwidth and and yeah. uh, latency and other types of issues. Uh, th- are these the issues that you you experience as as problems to overcome? Yeah, absolutely. You hit it right on the head. Uh, particularly for the for the mechanical guys, the design oriented engineers, they're dealing in pretty graphically intensive three D heavy applications. You mentioned AutoCAD. Others are SolidWorks, PPC Creo. These are the big ones. Um, and what happens there is you can go home with your super high-powered laptop if you're an engineer, and you can work on, say, SolidWorks at home, and you can pull it up it's sitting on your computer, no problem. But the minute you try to connect to the data management platform in almost all of these companies, you're not just saving files in a file system. You're saving them in a product data management system they call PDM. Those are centralized, and they have been in a building. And setting up a VPN link and trying to connect to them performance-wise just is not that great. So we had already started for several of our customers to move their PDMs into the cloud. Um, some of those applications work well that way. Some of them need a lot more help. Uh, so we, we, for the ones that had already done that, it really ended up not being a big problem. But we've come up with other uh, tools for them. We have a virtual CAD workstation um, uh, tool or, or piece of software that, that we use with our clients, which allows them to uh, very quickly pop up a virtual CAD workstation in the cloud that may be even populated with SolidWorks or Creo or something. And they can be often working in with performance that you can barely tell that it's not sitting on your, on your laptop, you know, in your office. So that would be an example of the kind of thing that we were struggling and wrestling and scurrying around to get working for all of our clients. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and, and I don't, you know, I, I, the economic numbers are, are the economic numbers. I, I think that most people realize we're, we're rebounding to some level. Um, you know, life is still disrupted. The, the question still stands. Um, it, it seems like for the near, near term future, you know, work from home, especially for those that can do it in professional services like engineering, uh, it, it seems like it might be might be here for for that short term, maybe mid term and long term. Um, mm-hmm. Is that are those conversations you're having now with customers about the future? Yeah, yeah. There, that's been a really interesting one because every time I have a quarterly or monthly review with one of the executives or stakeholders that are clients, the first thing I say to them is, "So, what is your plan? What's going to be happening? What are the are the engineers coming back, or are they going to stay home? What's the plan?" And uh, in the medical device, most of the medical device customers, they tend to be pretty conservative when it comes to this pandemic in terms of what they're willing to do and what they're willing to ask their employees to do. And almost all of them have said, no, we're staying home. We're not doing anything until there's a vaccine, which I thought was was interesting, you know. Uh, And then they said, even when we do come back, it will be some kind of hybrid model. They're really going to shift how, and again, just talking about the engineers now, but they're going to shift how they do that. They're, they've seen some good benefit 
from having engineers home, they also seem see some, I think, collaboration and innovation drawbacks or a little bit of stymieing of that because everybody's distributed. So they want to find some kind of hybrid model where they're in certain days of the week, working from home certain days of the week, and they want their technology to support that hybrid model, which is harder, right? Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. that's what they want, and which I think is the right answer. So I, I think this is very consistent with what we're seeing elsewhere across other MSPs and in, in, in other vertical markets. My, my question comes back to something that applies equally to all MSPs globally and, and whatever customer base they service, and that is the security and the data privacy issue. Mm-hmm. And that is, how do you, and we don't have to get into specifics for, for mm-hmm. obvious reasons, but the, the issue of suddenly, rapidly, transitioning from a fairly well-defined, you know, corporate perimeter network to a completely undefined, you know, the, the network is gone basically. How, how do you, is this a conversation that your customers are willing to have? Do they understand the, you know, especially in the medical device, you know, sector, which, Mm -hmm. which is, has got a target on it. Um, these are important issues. Uh, no. Yep. Um, they, so our larger clients, um, are, they're already there. I mean, they've been concerned and interested and worried about, uh, cybersecurity for quite a while. And in those clients where we're working under the, where cybersecurity is really in the governance province of their IT department, we subscribe to what their, their, uh, desires and what their, their, um, regulations are effectively always been very aware of that. And when we go into a larger client, we, we subscribe to whatever their regulations and rules are for the smaller ones um, where they may not have that kind of governance in place. We'll always bring our own best practices uh, on the engineering side to them. And sometimes it helps influence their internal IT department in a good way, you know, cause we'll say, well, here's how we do it and here's how we have done it. And you might want to consider some of these things for the rest of the corporation or the rest of the company. Um, in the engineering realm, the loss of IP is very much on uppermost in people's on people's minds. That's where their cybersecurity uh, concerns lie. Uh, so, so they're they're all about, and that's where some of them have been very resistant to moving the data management into the cloud. They're concerned that there's going to be some sort of problem, some sort of event that where they lose IP. So we're very, very cognizant of that, super careful about that. What what, what does the future hold? I, I mean, it, it, it sounds like, you know, I mean, fairly common to the other MSPs that we've talked to, which are, you know, discretionary projects for, for almost everyone got got pushed mm-hmm. to the wayside. But, mm-hmm. but the core reliance on you as an outsourced IT management firm has across the board, it's consistent, right? It, it, it yeah. stayed level or increased. Um, right. are, are you seeing demand from new customers uh, coming to SPK and saying, hey, you know, we, we've never outsourced IT before, but we sure need it now. I mean, is that is that happening? Yes, it, it, and it's been in an interesting way because um, for us, for SPK, the thing we have to educate people on is why do your engineers and your engineering, your product development group, why do they need a focused 
IT or technology services group supporting them. Because oftentimes they would say things like, well, you know, we have an internal IT and uh, we'll just live with that. They're, they're never happy with it because the, the specialized skills aren't really there and IT doesn't have enough people in time, you know, to, to really service engineering that way. So that they ended up self-serving. Engineers are smart, they're clever, they're very technically adept. And so they just would figure out ways to support their own tools, to be quite honest. But then what's happened is with this uh, new work modality with people at home, uh, more of a dependence on the tools, more of a dependence on the performance to be better, they realize that there's, it's, they can't either do it themselves or they, they need assistance. And in order to continue to be productive and release product, they need to make sure that technology is working flawlessly, right? So we have seen more people interested because of that, I think. Yeah, I mean, it just, it seems like if there was any any firm out there engineering or not in as the pandemic hit and they had internal IT, as good as internal IT may or may not have been, they just mm-hmm. weren't up to, they didn't have the bandwidth no. to deal with what, what what we went through as, as a planet. Right, right. And, and with most of the clients that we gain, it's been clear for the, to them for a while that IT hasn't had the bandwidth, but um, sometimes it requires a crisis or, uh, you know, something like that for them to just say, okay, we need to do something different. I mean, that's true of all of us. It's kind of human nature, you know. A lot of, I mean, we're seeing all of this change in our world because of this. And yet, um, and most people are talking about how hard it's been, which is all true. But then now people are starting to talk about the really interesting developments that may be good for the planet and good for society that are coming out of this. And I think, I think that's, that's where we all can try to focus our efforts. And that's where they look to. And I think that's why the MSPs end up with more business and, and in, in, in eventually, right? Maybe yeah. not exactly at this moment, but. No, very, very, very good points. Um, where does the future, I, I know we're, we're, we're about to head into Q4 um, mm-hmm. of, of this year, and it looks like the, even though we may have a little bit of a drawback in terms of the growth, you know, we had a snapback of, of pretty mm-hmm. good, it seems, uh, third quarter GDP. Um, fourth quarter should be better than certainly earlier in the year. Uh, mm-hmm. And then next year, you know, hopefully we get back to some normalcy. What mm-hmm. do you What are you planning for? What are you telling your customers uh, in terms of guidance that you're 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 bringing up with them? Um, what we're trying to for Q four in particular, since uh, the economy is kind of where it is right now, and because they've pulled back on a lot of their discretionary projects, we view this is the time to to really work on the, the engineering uh, infrastructure, the technology infrastructure, meaning do you want to move certain things to the cloud? Let's do that now. Let's get ready for this hybrid workforce where people are remote and they're also in the building. Are there particular processes and workflows that have been somewhat manual and everybody just live with it? Well, let's work on automating those now. Let's get ahead of the game is what we're telling them because in 2021, you know, some of this is going to start to shift. Hopefully the economy will start to break open again. And then all those projects will come right back in and everybody will be busy with those. So, so take the time now. I think everyone's doing that to some degree is how can I clean up my closet and clean up my house and get things in line and ready, you know, for what's coming. So that's what we're talking to them about more than anything else. And most of them are taking us up on, on, on that council. 
And, and so, and so that's it's anticipation of return to normalcy in terms of activity, but acknowledging a a a, a, a near term persistent work from home, mm-hmm. maybe with a little bit of in the office balance, but it's going to shift from pre pandemic is that's, that's yes. your policy or, or outlook. Correct. That's what we're hearing them say. And that's what we think is going to happen. I think it depends a lot. Every company is different. Some of the larger companies I think are more inclined to say, well, we can figure out a way to get people back in the office and we really want to get people back in the office. And when you read about what people are talking about in terms of, the work from home, remote work and all that, you read articles where people say, oh, this is it. We, we don't need any buildings anymore. Let's, let's do this. And then other people who say, mm, we're missing something. We can see what we're missing. We need some sort of hybrid. Uh, so I think it will be dependent on the customer, but we at SBK are planning on supporting both models because that's what's going to be asked of us, I think. And I think the ones that go for some hybrid model are going to be the most effective. For the company that's that's my own personal opinion in terms of working yeah and, and it just seems like you know with, with i know building home home building new home building is is going through the roof right now because people mm-hmm. are, are are leaving the cities and they're going into the suburbs so they're buying houses mm-hmm. they're expanding so i mean from that to other types of of uh, of construction and other i uh, it's not entirely construction but it seems like engineering is a good place to be um, not just in the United States, but but elsewhere, and that you know it's going to be a, a pretty pretty good year next year. Uh, not to mention this year um, with all the activity that we have going on. Yeah, I hope so. It's hard to tell, isn't it? Um, huh. I I don't. I wish I had a I wish I had a magic looking glass, or maybe I don't. That would be possible. <laughs> <not really. laughs> At any rate, um, I find it very hard to tell, to be perfectly transparent. I mean, I think in some areas it's going to be very positive and the economy will rebound and things will do well. And I think in other areas it's going to, it's going to struggle. And I think we may see a real shifting of sectors of the economy, things that may just completely, even completely die out, you know, in other areas where um, it will be, it will shake out into something new. I think in product development and engineering, there's always a desire for new products. Companies are always trying to make new products. Um, there's always a need for technology to support better making of those products. So I see our own personal outlook very positively, um, but that's not to say that it will be without bumps. Um, and there, there are a lot of changes, I think, between now and then. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Um, I, 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 I view the view things largely the same way. I, I, I do. I'm happy to be in this sector because I think that if, if your, if your business customer is in any way reliant on technology, uh, then that's a good place for MSPs to be because they mm-hmm. can actually be of, of value of, of service to those customers and helping them, you know, transition like you've helped your engineering customers, uh, perform quite, quite an impossible task, but for, you know, you being there as external IT for them to to lean on. Right. Yeah. I mean, 10 years ago, this would have been a very different experience for all of us. If you think about where, if you want to call it collaborative technology was 10 years ago, even for the engineers, um, you you know, without there being uh, 
applications that support workflow better. If everybody went home, nobody would really know what was going on, you know, without uh, video conferencing as good as we have it today, even with all the complaints you hear, <laughs> uh, where would we have been? So it's, it's a very different world and the technology has been an enormous support for people going through this hard time. Uh, it's not as good as being together, but if you can at least see somebody's face and talk to them, it, it, it's a lot better. You know, it's, it, it at least gets you somewhere. That, that's a huge understatement. 10 years ago, I don't think this is, would have even been possible at, at, a, yeah. at a fraction of the scale that it has taken place. Uh, Chris, yeah. Chris McHale from SPK and Associates, thank you very much for joining us in the MSP Zone and, and sharing your, your insights. I really uh, enjoyed uh, chatting with you. Oh, thanks, Charles. It was my pleasure. Oh, really wonderful. And for those of you out there in MSP world, uh, appreciate you guys listening in. And until next time, we'll talk to you later. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please give us a like. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast so you will get notified when future episodes are released. We will see you next time in the MSP Zone.